Welcome into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, where every single day, if it's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation, it is a big blue deal to us uh, and our big blue minds. So uh, my name is Jay Kyle Mann, and I am a video producer at TheRinger.com, and I am joined, per usual, by Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Beautifully, beautifully done man Kyle we <laughs> oh man I almost feel like I need to like wind down a little bit after the holy crap man the technical difficulties we've had in the last 24 hours guys I wish I could articulate to you how much we basically recorded a whole episode that didn't happen and since we recovered we recorded it so late I admit I was just like screw it we were over it yeah we couldn't we were we couldn't redo that again we uh yeah so if you if you're if you've noticed we didn't have an episode for thursday that's our bad we're gonna record an extra one uh probably this weekend to make up for it but uh yeah that sucked recorded the whole thing and then uh none of it well we we talked for a whole episode and none of it uh actually saved uh, and then tonight it took us about uh, 30 minutes to get started. I uh I would just I would throw this little this little uh, piece of um constructive criticism out to the folks over at Anchor Podcasting. Uh I would just say your apps are not very intuitive. They're not working very well, I would say. Uh <laughs> because uh, I, we're, I we're a couple of pretty smart guys and well, we could not figure it out. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I, I mean, I'm, I like uh, have a, not that it matters. I have a production media degree, electronic media degree. I, I work with electronic media my whole adult life. I ha- my hands are like up in the air right now. That's how like frantic and just madman I am right now. And uh, I couldn't get it to work. So it was, it was, it was, uh, if I had hair, I would have pulled it out. So Kyle, what, uh, what, what are you up to? You relaxing? How are you just uh, chilling out, maxing, relaxing all cool? Uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. Just uh, toes up eating Cheetos, as John Calipari likes to say. Doing Does he nothing. literally say that? Toes up <laughs> eating Cheetos? Yeah, you've never, uh, you no. know, that was one of his early, was one of his early isms when like he would talk about like lazy players or whatever. <laughs> or, or, or like something being easy, he'd say like got their got his toes up eating Cheetos. Uh, yeah, I haven't had Cheetos in a long time, man. That's, uh, a, total, that's a terrific. That's a, a. I mean, we've already disagreed on some other foods this week, but that is a yeah. That is a terrific snack. The Cheeto is hard to beat. That's true. Not the cheese puff. The crunchy Cheeto is the is the way to go. This I have, I have a wild. Uh, application of Cheetos that I could tell you about in a second. But uh, do you remember when I was a kid, they had the, uh, they had these Cheetos that were like little paws, like it was shaped like a paw. Oh yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That was a, yeah, it was really, really good. That was was a hot item for a while too. Yeah. Uh, And as long as it's the flaming with it, the, the, the flaming Cheeto was good, but I'm back uh, when I used to work, uh, uh, with some folks I used to work at a job in the past, someone recommended to me in the lunchroom one day, they were like, Hey, take the flaming hot Cheetos. And we had chicken noodle soup. They were like, let it sit in the chicken noodle soup for a second. And I was like, Oh, cool. And tried it. Delicious. Really? If you ever get okay. the opportunity to do that. I'm not a flaming hot Cheeto uh, guy. I don't like a lot of spice, but, uh, uh, maybe I'll try that. No, no, I, I need to know what your application for Cheetos is. <laughs> like a like a secondary use of Cheetos? No, no, that was it. I just meant like a, a, a nice little, uh, I, 
as we say today and overuse it to an, an, an annoying extent, it's a hack. That's oh, that's your oh, 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 your Cheeto hack that you just dip it in. Yeah. You, dip, you let it get soggy in soup. <laughs> well, it's sort of like at Penn Station, you let the fries marinate in the malt vinegar that's a little true. bit. You ever do that yeah. move? Yeah. I mean, that's not my thing, but I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, good food we've learned is not your thing, also though, because yeah. you don't you, you chose crackle as your right. favorite. And candy. I eat like a yeah. did, was that on the episode that we didn't actually publish? That was one of our better conversations ever. Was that was uh, my just shock and horror at your candy taste? Yeah, but did uh, we, is that on the one that we actually didn't publish? So did nobody? That's, we're talking about something nobody's actually heard. <laughs> that one is gone into the ether. Favorite, yeah, Kyle likes my favorite crackles. Halloween candy as a kid was crackle of the of the little miniature candies you can hang out hand out. Not my favorite candy, period. But yeah, you're a monster. That's a terrible, terrible pick. There's a reason they don't make full size crackles. It's because it's a crapple. It's terrible. It's not good. So anyway, today we're going to talk about. Uh, a few things we were well i think we we did also mean to talk about the rep arena renovation right the the seat back thing i think we touched on that last night yeah right <laughs> yeah i'm pretty I think sure i can't even remember anymore so we're sorry guys yeah. this week has just been a, a, a for lack of a better word shit show uh yeah we uh but yes rep arena uh, the the chair back uh seating in the upper bowl is a pretty major upgrade i'll just sort of <laughs> fast forward through my thoughts on that but um I, I have written a story about people who sit in the cheap seats in the very last row and why uh just they're insane i guess but uh those uh those that whole upper deck was highly uncomfortable i've been up there i mean i haven't had to spend an awesome. entire game but it's it's not good it's a vertical climb and then it's a hard uh bleacher with no or was with no back. And now it's all bucket seats. They look like they all have cup holders. They're all padded, you know, your rear end and your back are padded. And, um, it's obviously reduced capacity, but that's a, also a comfort thing. You're not jammed in on, you know, little lined off <laughs> spots that no, no normal human adult, butt actually fits in, uh, so that they can juice the attendance. Well, but, um, yeah, that I didn't, I never thought about that, but then also, I don't know if people are aware of this and this is a touchy subject, but, uh, we got, you know, our state has some people that, you know, maybe you're on the higher side of size. I don't know. I'm not going to go well, into that any further. No, but yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, like you get, you get a, you get a few folks that are, uh, above average <laughs> in, uh, in butt size or, or just general width and it gets crowded in there in a hurry. So it's not, it's not, you know, everything about that seating arrangement was very comfortable, buddy. Uh, so this is a major oh. upgrade. And, and the other thing I mentioned, and it happened at the football stadium with those, uh, bright blue, metal chair backs not at quite as comfortable but obviously an upgrade there too it, it not only makes it a, a better situation to sit but it look when the stadium's empty and when it's full it just looks better uh because you know, everything's blue yeah um you know and and in the images and and uh, videos that we've seen of the new chair backs at rep arena they look really sharp like the, the color is a lot brighter one thing i noticed i think i noticed i, I wasn't there for the tour i'll see it on, at madness uh, tonight, I guess Friday night, as people listen to this, um, is it look like they, they may have an issue with the bottom row being kind of more dingy and faded <laughs> compared to the top row now being bright blue and new. Uh, I don't know if they'll swap all those out and they'll all be kind of the same, but regardless for the folks who clamor for the common fan to not be left behind and upgrades, 
I think that's a pretty big one for the basketball fan, you know, to have. It's a nice one. Yeah. My, my dad's season tickets were up in section 240 at the very top. And I remember the first time, the first few times we went up there, you, you seriously get a little bit of like, Oh, like when you oh, get up there, very the, you know, if there was like a gust of wind, it's like, yay. And, uh, you know, I've been up there, uh, well, I won't go, I won't say that, but, uh, yeah, it's tight. Somebody sits down, you know, the person behind you, their knees are touching your back. Your knees are touching the person in front of you and you're sitting on the person's thigh. It's just, it was tight. And I'm glad that they did it because it needed to be done. So, uh, I think it also, yeah, and also, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I, you know, I felt this way about the football stadium and people probably feel a little differently about basketball because, you know, you want to be the biggest arena and the biggest to have the largest attendance every year. And you're probably going to cede that to Syracuse now. Um, but I think in general, the trend should be downsizing, uh, make it a better experience for the people that come uh, and pack the place. You know, if you get 20,000 people when you have a 24 to 25,000 seat arena, it doesn't look as good and doesn't sound as good when you get 20,000 people in a 20,000 seat arena, <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? It, it makes a difference. You know, you feel like you're in a packed house and the, yeah. the environment's a little better. I think that was a very smart move in football and look, basketball's trended a little bit down too, not like anything dramatic. Uh, but people nowadays are not buying tickets to go to live sporting events at the same clip that they used to a lot of, a lot of other options. So I think all the way around the, this was the, yeah. the right call for Rupp. Big time agree. Let's uh, let's take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about football over unders. All right. Well, the <laughs> that was a just that just that moment right there articulates. I think the whole fan base is feeling about this. Just a general lack of enthusiasm. Uh, uh, no, just like the the. I don't know if you've ever seen the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas meme where he's just like, "Oh hell, oh, hell. here we go again." Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like, uh, okie doke. Well, they're back playing football again uh, against a not very exciting opponent. Uh, currently on a not very exciting streak. Uh, they've lost. Kentucky has lost three in a row. Uh, Arkansas is two and three. Uh, they're both coming off a bye week. Uh, Arkansas before the season, you penciled this in as one of the gimmies almost, uh, coming off a two and 10 win season for Arkansas, a 10 and three season for Kentucky. Uh, you know, and, and even when the season first started, uh, Arkansas barely beats Portland state loses by two touchdowns to Ole Miss and then gets beat by San Jose state at home. Um, you know, it, it, it not a lot to inspire you about this Arkansas team, but then can, you know, the wheels have kind of fallen off for Kentucky as well. Terry Wilson injured, Sawyer Smith kind of stinking it up and also injured. Um, a lot of, I mean, these two teams are kind of a mess um, of the two, probably the more encouraging performance in their last outing was by Arkansas. Actually, they kind of showed some life and played well against Texas A&M, took it to the end of the game, lost 31, 27 to Texas A&M in Texas. Um, so this is no longer a gimme <laughs> for Kentucky. Uh, and yeah. so we'll go through, um, we'll go through some over-unders, three over-unders, statistical over-unders, and then uh, Kyle and I will make our picks. So I'll start, um, with rushing attempts for Kentucky. Uh, we know Sawyer Smith's going to be available. We know that Lynn Bowden has been practicing at quarterback some, but it sounds like 
at least in what they're saying publicly, they plan to try to play Sawyer Smith. We both kind of think maybe that's a smokescreen. Either way, you're either trying to sort of manage Sawyer Smith's return and keep him healthy, or you're trying to manage Lynn Bowden's debut as a full-time quarterback. Uh, in that event, in either event, uh, I'm setting it over under at 35 rushing attempts. The first three games, they had 39, 39, and 41 rushing attempts, but in the last two, they've had 28 exactly in each of them. Um, so do you think they go over or under 35 rushing attempts for Kentucky? Uh, I'm going to say over just because I think there's going to be a little bit of a correction back the other uh, other way. And I think that's like word for word. What I, think, I, said yeah, I think, yeah, I think we, it is. <laughs> when we, when we got, <laughs> yeah. But also, uh, yeah, I just don't, I, I do think that, uh, well, I don't want to bury the lead cause I know what's coming next. Uh, <laughs> this is like groundhog day a little bit, but, uh, I think, yeah, I think there's going to be a little bit of a correction back, uh, because uh, the staff feels like they, whenever they make an adjustment, they're like really severe and hard-headed with it uh, I think they're gonna run the ball a lot uh, and also feel like you know are you well I mean are you counting Bowden taking snaps and running too I guess because I feel like he's gonna yeah, let's run just a lot say too. total rushing attempts um you're gonna stick yeah I think it's I over. Over. we agree on this um you talk about correction and and I, I think about comfort zone is is the phrase I would use for Mark Stoops. Like his comfort zone is is running the football. Um, correction yeah. back to comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, so really correction <laughs> back to the comfort zone. Um, it's just you know when he leans on somebody, one of his coordinators, and he's done it to everyone he's had at some point. It's run the damn ball, and I think this is a week to say that run the damn ball because he's gotten a little loose, Eddie Grand letting an injured quarterback wing it around for a couple weeks, and I just don't get it. I don't think anybody does. I'm, I don't think Mark Stoops really got it. Um, and you've got two good running backs in Smoke and Rose uh, who have um, uh, over 600 yards rushing between them in five games, both over five yards per carry. Um, they've both had a, a huge game at one point or another already this season. Let those guys try to carry you. And I think too, just commit to it and stick to it. And and I, you know, there have been games where they got off to a slow start. I, I say stick to it. Part of the power running game is wearing people down. If you think you got a good offensive line, which it hasn't always looked that way, but I think they believe they do. Um, keep pounding it. Let those guys try to um, win you the game that way, or keep you in the game that way. So I, I think they go over. So the second one's kind of related. Uh, Lynn Bowden quarterback snaps. Over or under 20? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even really know what the average snaps are for a starting quarterback. That's That should tell you something. Um, I think I said over last night, so I'll, I'll say it again. Yeah, I think I don't think that Sawyer's going to play. He shouldn't play. We both kind of agree on that. Uh, I'm going to say... Uh, it's yeah, I think over. it's over. I, it won't shock me if he if he plays, but I, you know, maybe the way to manage this is you know get him get Sawyer out there to let him make some easy throws. Maybe to throw a couple balls a little bit down the field. I'm not sure Lynn Bowden can wing it, you know, any any great distance uh, with any accuracy. Um, but you know, when you're gonna when you're gonna do any kind of read option, any kind of decide plays. Put Lynn Bowden in there and, and make him account for a runner. Um, and I think they'll do that enough that it'll get at least 20, even if Sawyer Smith plays. I, I, I too, am, am 
skeptical that he plays at all. And I think, I think there's a whole lot of, you know, make Arkansas prepare for both things. Cause the, the worst thing possible for Lynn Bowden is just saying like for two weeks, Lynn Bowden's definitely our guy. He's our only quarterback. He's our only mm-hmm. available quarterback that we trust to play. Cause that feels like you, you just game plan for that as Arkansas and light him up, you know, put a spy out there and, and that could go very badly. So I, I think I, I also think it's over. Uh, and I think when we did this, <laughs> the first time we recorded this third one is the one we disagreed on. Uh, Nick Starkle, the quarterback um, <laughs> for uh, who are we? Who are we talking about here? Arkansas uh, over under two hundred yeah. passing yards to to set the stage. There, he threw for three hundred five against Colorado State and three fifty six against San Jose State, but against all the sort of viable real opponents. Um, and one not so viable opponent, Portland State, he's thrown for 200 or less. Um, the other detail to know is that our, as, as shaky as Kentucky's secondary has been at times, they've allowed 180 or fewer passing yards in each of the last two games. So do you think Starkle goes over or under 200 passing yards? I'm going to say under. I'll go against okay. what I said last So now night. we're just going to match because I so, think it's under Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're going to get uh, they're they're healthy, they're rested up. I think they're going to be a little hungry, be a little angry. Maybe Cash comes back, gets a little bit more of his swagger going. I feel like yeah. the team follows him, rightly or wrongly. Yeah, he's kind of his, uh, his mojo kind of uh, took a that, took a shot with you know the the controversy, and and he's also he's also kind of gotten yeah. just worked over in some games. Uh, beaten on some plays for sure. The other, you know, Chad Morris, the Arkansas coach, mentioned that uh, you know the off week was good for for them to heal up as well. And I had an interesting note this week that I think he said uh, Starkle, the quarterback, and like their top three or four wide receivers had only all played together uh, twice out of five games this season, and and this gave them an opportunity to heal those guys up, and maybe they finally have their full uh, arsenal available offensively. Does that make a huge difference? I don't know. I don't know if Arkansas has that much talent period right now, but, um, but you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's something to think about. They could, they could certainly come out of this thing fresh and he comes out and starts winging around. And, and one thing nobody's really done is just let it totally let it fly against Kentucky. Just say, we're going to like make their secondary prove they can stop us. Um, and if somebody does that, you know, does it get dicey? We'll see. I, I still think it's under though. I just don't think Arkansas is very good. And I think Kentucky is in a real pinch, uh, and is going to play a little bit desperate and they're going to play at home and they're going to play on an emotional day, <clears throat> excuse me, where yeah. they're honoring Jared Lorenzen. Obviously we talked about that earlier this week, uh, because the Arkansas seven overtime game was the one that he's probably most known for um so there's going to be a lot going on for kentucky that that i think gets them across the finish line which leads me to my my score prediction i'll give mine first uh i'm going to say kentucky uh i'm going to say kentucky 31 arkansas 24 uh i'm going to say 24 17 yeah i think we both got it at a touchdown i think it'll be close i i used to not think that I, i thought Going in, like I said, going in this season, I thought Kentucky rolled in this game, but everything has sort of changed. There's a whole lot of mystery for Kentucky 
But honestly, regardless of quarterback, I think if they just line up and commit to the run, I think they can they can squeak one out in this game. Control clock, get after Arkansas's quarterback. It, it'll be a classic Stoops. Stoops will be happy, I'm sure, if if it goes that way, because uh, that's that's his brand of football. Let's take uh, let's take one more break, uh, and then we will come back at you with uh, a little bit a little bit of basketball talk, right? So we got a few different basketball things to talk about here. We got uh, you got a Cade Cunningham thing to talk about. We got madness coming up. Uh, something really funny that happened. Uh, <laughs> this went viral, basically in the basketball world, at least. Uh, that De'Aaron Fox was asked about the idea, the, the premise within this California bill thing that uh, an, an added benefit would be that these some of these kids with the opportunity to make money off their likeness that maybe they would choose to stay since money would be there and it wouldn't be so pressing. De'Aaron Fox was asked about this uh, in in sort of a post-practice uh, interview thing and uh, somebody asked him, would you have stayed if, if you'd had the option to make money? And his F response no. was, <laughs> F no. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like basically shouted it, which you never I've never I don't think I've ever even heard De'Aaron Fox cuss, like certainly not in an interview setting. Uh no, he's got that sort of like all American boy vibe. Like he's got that uh nerdy all American boy, like yeah. you know, has a has a Dragon Ball Z I mean, backpack it, and it, it, he seems his like nick, type his say, name is from Sir Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and he is a good, of course, what we're saying is like to suggest that saying the F word and my right. feelings on this are well documented among my friends. I don't care about cussing. Nor do I've I never cared. I don't, you know, I think it's a contextual thing. Some things, a cuss word is a cuss word to some, to one person and not to another. And then, you know, it's just, just don't offend whoever you're around, be sensitive. But I don't think that, uh, I don't think it means anything about Fox, but what what I found funny was that a lot of UK fans totally took it the wrong way. Uh, a, they were just they they took it as uh, he didn't like it at UK, or that uh, and, and and the response was really funny. One guy in particular got roasted pretty hard, calling Fox ungrateful, which I yeah, thought was childish pretty hilarious. And all. He called yeah. him a bunch of names. And then, and then the, the, the and then the <laughs> best the God. best part of it was somebody else came back at him, and uh, he was like, "Oh, was it that obvious what I was trying to say? I thought I was being subtle," and he spelled subtle, S <laughs> U D D L E, and. Oh. At which yeah, point I yeah, just eject. I'm, not, I'm like, not, oh, okay, we're not even. <laughs> do not engage the subtle man. Uh, but it was a bad, I mean, it's a bad look for like anybody attacking um, Fox. I mean, if you want to say like, oh, this is a family website, which Twitter is not, but nonetheless, uh, you know, Lord I mean, no. I get it if you're offended by the F word, but if you're offended by what he said, like he, it, there's nothing about it that was insulting intended as I took it to insult Kentucky. It's just the idea that like, would I stay in school to make like a few grand or let's say maybe a hundred grand in uh, these NCAA sanctioned, uh, you know, endorsement deals or just go to the NBA and be a millionaire? Like, of course I would not stay another year just because I could suddenly like sign some autographs. Uh, I, I don't think for top players, yeah. for guys like Fox, who was what the fifth or sixth pick in the draft, 
uh, those guys aren't coming back to school no matter what enticements you give them, unless you're giving them uh, a top five pick, you know, a top Millions. five pick salary. Yeah, which, That's just not, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think even Will Wade could come up with a good ass offer, uh, a strong ass <laughs> offer that was enough uh, to to you know to counter well, that. So I I don't I don't think it was yeah, yeah. worthy at all. It made a lot of sense. No, and, and then also newsflash here, people. These kids wouldn't go to college if they had the option. Like if 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 De'Aaron Fox coming out was like had people telling him there's interest in you leaving high school straight to the NBA, they most of these kids could give a rip about college. They're not growing up like like the the Jimmy Dan Connors and the and the and the kid uh, that I pulled that random. I'm just saying like a an in state kid who who grows up a legend and wants to play like a Richie Farmer type that wants to play for dear old alma mater. They don't care about that. They want to play in the NBA. And uh, people should just kind of realize that. And you know, while some players do need Kentucky, right. Fox did. Right. So yeah, I mean, he got better. Anyway, he uh, came to the right so, place if he was going to college. To, yeah. you know, be a point guard. But yeah, anyway, he also would have gotten better sure. in a, one year in the NBA. So let's talk about uh, your your. You said you had I someone Kate Cunningham here uh, about, Brian about Bennett, that. who does a lot of recruiting stuff for the Athletic. Uh, he spoke to Cade Cunningham, who and and spoke to him about his recruitment, and I think talked to his family. Um, it has a piece that by the time people listen to this on Friday morning will be live uh, on The Athletic, um, talking about his process and, and just sort of whether or not he's really seriously you know, on the market for programs other than the one that employs his brother. So that'll be interesting for people and, and, and timely as he is visiting Kentucky uh, for madness. So that's a, it's a big deal that they're getting him here and uh, we'll have some stuff on kind of where his head is at in recruitment. So I hope people will check that out. And I have a piece specifically written by me. Uh, <laughs> yes, I have a piece that is written by me. Good grief. Maybe I'll learn For how once. to write. Good. Uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I, at least I thought it was interesting. A few couple weeks ago, Calipari tweeted out this picture of like 40 people and these little kids in uniforms and a, him looking like a total baby face, like 12-year-old kid himself as the coach. And he said this was his first coaching job with the little Seahawks. Uh, and I thought it was a team, like he coached like a youth team. And, and so I, I talked to Cal about that, uh, one-on-one and, and what I discovered was that it was, uh, like a dribbling exhibition team that Calipari basically, <laughs> while he was playing college basketball at Wilmington, UNC Wilmington asked his coach, he had seen it done at Pittsburgh. Um, Sean Miller had actually been on the little Panthers, uh, at Pittsburgh, and so Cal asked if he could his coach if he could start the Little Seahawks. So while he played, they put out ads for kids in the community, and like forty three of them showed up. Uh, and Cal Perry taught him like dribbling skills and dribbling tricks and basketball tricks to perform a halftime show at UNC a couple UNCW games. And so like during the week, he would like meet with them once a week and teach them, and then they'd go home and have homework to learn the stuff and. They'd all come together and dribble around in circles, and apparently several times they were just like on-court collisions and calamity. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. And, I, and so I uh, talked to Cal about that and, and just sort of that, like getting like the like the the bug, I guess, to, to teach and to coach back then. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say is that that story encapsulates Cal, in my opinion, just the need to be – Yes, and, and there's a lot of that. And, there's a and, lot of that in the story. Like, like they all have these off. 
They all have these like awesome (laughs) uniforms on in the picture that are like really professional looking. And he was like, yeah, so I went and got a, the, the, something called the Wilmington optimist club uh, to sponsor this team. And they gave him a few hundred bucks and he went out and got them free uniforms. And he said that was, he called Calipari said that was quote unquote, my first cash grab, (laughs) which I thought was really funny. Like, I was going to say, yeah, he took a little yeah, off the top, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he, that sort of, you know, you can see in this story, like all the makings of what Cal is today as a 19 year old kid who was playing college basketball and teaching, you know, how to teaching kids how to spin a basketball on the tip of an umbrella <laughs> for this show. Uh, and yeah, I also talked to one of the kids, the very first kids that was in that little group, and he and Calipari have been friends ever since for 40 years. And and this guy's family basically adopted Cal because uh, he was far from home in college and uh, didn't have a lot of money, and they knew it. And they were also from Pittsburgh, this family, uh, originally. And so they hit it off with him and basically took him in as a son and, and, and still view him that way to this day. So it's kind of a cool story. Um, sort of a, not quite an origin story, but it tells us a little bit more about kind of Calipari mm-hmm. in, in the very, very beginning. And uh, hopefully po- folks will check that out as well. Origin story. Subscribe to The Athletic and uh, put some money in Kyle's pocket and help him support his terrible candy habits. And uh, also go and subscribe to The Ringer's YouTube channel. That'll help me out. Follow them on all the social platforms. Follow me at Man on Twitter and follow Kyle at KyleTucker underscore ATH. Like us, review us, say a word uh, and say hello. And we'll say a word and say hello back. And we will catch you next time so that we can catch up on our missed Talk episode. Talk a little bit about madness. Uh, hope you guys are well. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you. We'll, 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 we'll see you next time. Later on, everybody. are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.